Mr. Ruiz, we did it again. Yeah, I blame you for that one. You blame me? I, I saw it, too. I was just – I ain't going to lie. I saw it coming, but you're making good points. And then I was like – I kind of was like, let me see. Was this – is this the rule? Like, will this ha-? – and it went to, like, 120. <laughs> and it went to, like, 120. And then it went to one second, two seconds. I'm like, oh, okay. And it stopped. I was like, okay, it's the rule. So, I will take the heat for that one. I will. I will. But – you know, the point, you know, you looking at the, um, and we'll pick up, you know, where, you, where you're at. We're looking at the, like, the 93, the seeds for the teams in the 93 yeah. playoffs in the West. The, the Lakers, you said, remember the eighth seed. Remember, they beat Phoenix the first two games on Phoenix's home floor. And Paul and that, Westfall and that, guaranteed that they went out. And that lake, that's the. Trying to think. That's like the Nick Van Exel. Sadell Three was on Sadell there. Sadell Three, yeah. Vladdy was yeah. on there. Yeah. Okay. Um I like I, Van Exel. Uh, he's grown on me. That those those Laker teams with like Dell Harris, like right before like Eddie Jones, right? Yeah, yeah, like Kobe and Shaq got there. They kind of grew on me. Uh, over over time. But let me let me ask you something interesting. Like we'll, we'll take out, obviously. I mean, I don't. Maybe not for you, but just to take them off the board. When people think '90s basketball, they uh, rightfully so. The Bulls, mm-hmm. Michael, of those great teams outside of the Bulls. When you think of like a team that like you light up when you think about in the '90s, like who who's that team for you? Now, are we talking one year or like a run? Either or. Hmm. If I, when I think '90s, I mean it, I'm a little biased, right? Because I'm we're on the East Coast, so it's 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 easy. I, I'm going to say this: this Suns team is up there. I um, I was wondering because the way you talked about them, you seem like you're lighting up talking about that '93 Suns team. Yeah, this this Suns team was up there. Um, I just again, I was happy for Barkley. You know, he 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 was a great player. He was a great player here in the city, you know, in, in Philly and. You know, he was, you know, he never had a good team around him, you know, and like the famous quote, you know, he went to Shaq, they gave him Charles Shackelford. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like they were a terrible team, you know what I mean? And, um, but like those Knicks teams always come to mind too, you know, like for me, like those Knicks teams, those Pacer, Reggie Miller Pacer teams always come to mind. But if I want to go like one year, even out West, like I was a big Gary Payton fan, you know, so like, Watching Seattle play uh, was 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 fun, you know. Him, Sean Kemp, and it was just, you know, it was. They had a lot of other guys. Dale Ellis was on that team. Like, you know, they was they were a fun team to watch. Portland was a fun team. I can I can go probably throughout <laughs> throughout the conference. You know, the Spurs with David Robinson, Sean Elliott. Like, it, they it was so many good players just spread around the league. If I had to go one team, uh, I. I don't know. It would be it would be a debate with the Suns and Knicks because I, I I like watching good defense too. Yeah, I'd say the Knicks are my team. If there's a player in that time, I, I'm gonna give you two players, but for different like reasons. I'm gonna give you Olajuwon was probably yeah. up there. He's up there not as much as Michael, but number two where like I loved. He had that that's something about him and like especially in that those two back-to-back title runs like what he was doing it was unbelievable like Olajuwon mm-hmm. was so fun to watch and Sean Kemp was that guy I just hit seeing him dunk in game his in-game dunks to me he's the best in-game dunker I ever saw was Sean Kemp in game I I just what he was doing was unreal but um it, it it's so weird because I it does and I wasn't I I loved rooting against them in this time frame, but those Knicks, like, I, I, you, I guess you don't know what you got till it's gone because I do miss, like, as a kid, I knew it mattered when the NBA on NBC, Sunday afternoon, they're at the Garden for a game. Like, it just felt bigger. Yeah. And they were showing, like, Spike Lee and all the celebrities who were there, and and it, it was just – it was a different vibe, and it was – um. It's interesting because this and I that's maybe maybe the one of the podcasts whatever we do it I'm excited for the '90s Knicks because like there's it's a two parter 
because mm-hmm. there's the Riley years and the Van Gundy years. Yeah. And for me, I liked the Van Gundy years. Like they're actually a Knicks team I kind of rooted for sometimes. Yes. You know. But, yeah, no, I I agree. They weren't. It, it, it wasn't like they hated Knicks. Yeah, Van Gundy years. Yes, I agree with that. And so it's like, but the Riley years are fun to look back on now because, like, just like what I think it, it just what he brought to it and stuff. But it both both those teams were interesting as hell to me, and I do just miss it. Like I, I think you're you're right though. The East was more. Predict obviously with Michael more predictable, but even still, like the Pacers, Knicks had great battles, and then you had the Magic for that little run with Shaq and Penny, and then the Heat came on board later in the decade. But the West is the West is real fascinating to me in that time frame because certain teams couldn't beat other teams. If that yeah. makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Houston in their championship years, they kept getting Phoenix. And Phoenix would be up like both years. They're up three one. Yeah. Phoenix couldn't close the door, and Phoenix could beat Seattle, but Houston couldn't beat Seattle. Yeah, it's 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 matchups were weird, right? You know what I'm saying? But like it was like weird. Like they certain teams couldn't beat other teams. Like it was just strange. Yeah, and I I remember when Denver beat the Suns. I mean, excuse me, when when they beat Seattle, when they were the eighth seed, it was just like. It, it, it was it was crazy. It was very unpredictable. You're right, and you know it was a. There was like four or five, really good because then you had the Jazz too, who are starting to come. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And obviously, we already know that they come towards the late '90s. They're quote unquote the best team in the West, and you know, and again, you had the Sun. I mean, the Spurs, who, you know, people that you know, David Robinson was a great player, but he was one of those players that you know he couldn't get over that hump. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was that was his, that was his knock until Tim Duncan came and kind of pushed him over that hump. But then you had teams who were, you know, you had teams like the Warriors will run TMC, like right. You know, you know, thirteen games under five hundred, but they were a really fun team to watch with Don Nelson coaching them, running and gunning, and it was just, it was just a, a really fun, fun era of NBA basketball, and that's what helped me, you know, fall in love with this game, man. It was just watching these teams play. And the, the, the contrasting styles and, you know, when you see a Phoenix come east and, you know, play at the Garden and, you know, watching those two styles play against each other. It was just it was just really fun to watch, man. But it was a lot of entertainment. It really was. It was it, it's uh it's a fun time. I I I love the night, even though it's so but every I think besides like the seventies, every decade is really dominated by a team in, in there. Cause like with the the eighties is Lakers or Celtics, really. Yeah. Um, so it is, it, you know, the nineties are dominated by Michael and people just think that's all the night. I think the nineties get a bad rap. I feel like, like the eighties were definitely a golden age of bat, but the nineties were too, in my opinion, the nineties should be considered that like it, it, it was a fun, and the, and the game really exploded in the nineties, you know? Yeah. And marketing wise, it was, it became super huge and then, and then TV contracts came and, you know, and it became huge, and you know, NBC was a big part of that. And you had ESPN come on, and you had TNT, and it's like, you know, I, I can remember growing up watching the Bulls game at eight o'clock, and then staying up and watching Phoenix or Seattle play, you know, at ten thirty. You know what I'm saying? And on a Thursday night or something, like it was just, it was just the thing to do, man. And, and it was just, I, I, I loved it, man. And again, I, and I talked about it at the beginning of the show. And it's just like right now, I'm really struggling without it. To be honest, I, right now I can. Well, I was tempted to watch the Korean baseball season. Really? Open <laughs> I was tempted. I was tempted, and then I, was, I thought to myself, like, "What are you doing? Let, like, we're not doing." Let that. me ask you: Are you going to watch NASCAR? No. That's, that's what my, my brother said. He's going to watch it, and I'm like, I nah. I can't watch. No, I can't watch NASCAR. I'm not there. I cannot do it. Like I would rather I was laughing, but there's a more chance of me watching Korean baseball league than there is NASCAR. Yeah, Aaron Altair was playing today. He plays for Philly. Mm-hmm. He went over four, but that that makes sense to me. But no, I'm not watching NASCAR until there's a car with Goya on it or something like that. Then I'll start watching a little <laughs> bit more. But you know, until I see something like that, a little 
integration there, you know what I mean, <laughs> would, would help me. But, no, nah, it was never my thing. NASCAR, nothing, soccer, nothing like that it was never my thing. But um, I could watch soccer, I think. I could, too, but. I would definitely watch soccer over NASCAR for sure. Yeah. But, and, you know, there's some people, maybe some of our listeners, and I'm not trying to offend anybody. It's just not my thing. And it's like, it's not mine just, like ho- just like hockey is not a lot of people's thing. I can watch I can watch the worst two hockey teams play and, and, and with no problem. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, you know, I can watch Arizona against, like, Nashville or something. They're not the worst two teams, but they're actually pretty All good. Right. But, you know, I, I, got, I, I can do that I got, no problem. I got a question for you. Take our podcast out of it. Sports related. What's that? What's the sports related? Either documentary, if it's a game, a show. What's that sports related thing that you've been like you you your go to to like kind of itch scratch that sports itch? Right now, it's it's probably like like football lives on NFL Network. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I I I can watch any of them. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, and they're on a lot, you know. But you know, because I was getting wrapped up in the draft stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and and that can get like you know all these mock drafts. Like I was, you know, getting really frustrated at it. So I couldn't even like do that after a while because that's all we had at the point. Yeah. At that point, and it was like getting too much. And um, you know, and then but I can I can watch any I can watch any of those football lives. Like they're just done so well and. I don't know. That's just what I what I like to do. How about you? Because I'm curious. Because I know you're like me with the documentaries and stuff. Yeah, um, football life usually is like throughout the year. Like when I'm like in the office, I need something in the background, or I'm at the gym and I don't want to do music. A football life is a goat. But honestly, during the quarantine, it hasn't been a football life. It's been. I think I showed you the guy, the YouTube subscriber, like the CA Cable. Yes, yes. And watching, it's like those baseball seasons, like like 1990. Like it's all on MLB Network, but like it's like 1990, and they, they like recap like the 90 season. But like, you know what I'm talking about, kind of. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Like I love those. And then he started adding because I remember when MLB Network did it when. Costas and Tom Verducci did like the countdown twenty greatest games. Like ah yeah yeah, yeah. remember that on MLB Network mm-hmm. he started yeah. adding those on his YouTube page like in order so like like, like yesterday or like maybe two days maybe oh over the weekend maybe Friday or Saturday he added like number fifteen was like the ninety five game L, uh, LDS game five Yankees Mariners when Griffey comes home like. I love that oh, game. That was a good That's game. one of my favorite yeah. games ever in baseball history. I love that game. But I watched that, like, Sunday. I was just like, what? So, like, it's really been, like, weird. Like, some baseball. And, like, I guess, like, third, like, the timeline, like, the NFL Network show, I've watched some of those again. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, they had a tough rule on the other night. and But it's, it's like, the rewatchable games, like, I can do some of them. Like, um, like they had – the Flyers, Penguins, uh, 2000 and in, in the 2000 season, or the playoffs series when they went five overtimes. Like they had that game on. I caught it with like at the third overtime. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, so what that, it's not even really about watching the game. Like the game is great, like whatever, but it almost, it like brings me back to like mm-hmm. where I was at at that time in life. And, and I was thinking that, and I think that game was on last night, if I'm not mistaken, or the night before. And, you know, I remember watching that game and then falling asleep at, like, I don't even know, like overtime, the first overtime, and then waking up thinking that it was the replay of the game. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I was like, oh, they're giving the replay already. And I look up and it's the fifth overtime. And I was like, holy shit, they're still playing. And, like, you know, I finished watching the game. And, you know, it's just – I like that it's doing that. But one thing – I don't know about you, Darren. One thing I cannot do and will not do – it's like how they're doing like these Madden games and and having the like, real commentators commentate on them, yeah, like I, I, or like the, and they're doing it. They're doing it with like NBA 2K or NHL 20, no, like the hockey it. game. Like 
I'm I'm not doing that. Like I could just do that on I my mean, own. I like, guess but... like I give him credit for trying something like ESPN. Yeah, but like the horse thing was terrible to me. Like I couldn't stand that. Oh uh, yeah. Like I didn't even give that a shot. Like uh uh-uh. uh. My brother did the one. Like that's how I knew he was Jones and Kyle. This is awful. <laughs> like like they had. I'm trying to think who they they had. Cert like uh Mike Lowry. No, not Mike. Um, Mike Conley. Mike Lowry. I said Mike, like, Mike Lowry. That's a uh, <laughs> Mike Lowry. Yeah, that's bad Mike boys. Lowry. I'm thinking. I was, I was watching bad boys. Mike Conley against somebody, some former WNBA player. He's in like yeah. his personal gym. Yeah. She, right. You saw that. It's, She's like at a Walmart basketball yeah, court like. in like Indiana. <laughs> and granted, this is yeah. like March, so like, or like maybe early April. But either way, it's still cold out, and like he's yeah. doing his trick shots. The wind's blowing and stuff with her, her son yeah. or nephews out there. He's like bundled up, and I'm like, this ain't even fair. <laughs> like he's in yeah. his personal, like so he's doing these trick shots with no conditions, and then she's doing it with like the wind, and she's like, it's, it's pretty cold out here. I give her credit yeah. for being like nice. I'd be like, why the hell am I doing this? Like, I'm yeah. like, I ain't saving yeah. no lives, or I ain't making no one happy. Doing like I ain't doing this. It's cold out here. Get me to a gym. I'm like, this is. St-. I'm like, this is dumb. But, like, yeah. I'll be honest, outside of, like, our uh, our podcast for games, I, I I've, it's only been, like, 90s basketball. When NBA TV puts on, like, a Pacers-Knicks game, I've watched it. Or, like, a Bulls-Knicks. Like, that's the only games outside of, like, our podcast. Like, I watched, like, the 92 Duke-Kentucky, but our podcast, like... Yeah, yeah. NFC Championship game, that was for the... Well, other than that, I haven't really, like... I haven't done too many, like, straight-through games, I guess. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll jump on and off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And um, one thing it is, like... Like, I'm looking at all these 90s jerseys and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, you know, I texted you the other day about the Bulls jersey and, like... I guess I'm not the only one because now they're like jacked up hiking up. The, yeah, they're all jacked up Jordan jerseys and stuff like that. And um, but, yeah, and I saw the and that's what made me think about the Bulls black jersey. I was like, I saw that. That one's available, obviously. Oh, I was wow. like, that's very obviously in there. I did. I that's did. a great jersey, just, man. You're crazy. Oh man, I I, I, I love that I jersey. I love it. that jersey. I would I I would wear that one over a red one. See, that's what happened in, in the 90s where they got – everybody wanted the black jersey, and it just doesn't work for every team. Like, I agree. It works for yeah. them, though. I think it works. I just don't agree with the pinstripes. Like, what is that? Like, I don't know. I just don't – it was kind of – I thought, like, the like, that's one thing about the AI era I don't like. I thought the Sixers jerseys were terrible. Like, black did not work for the Sixers, in my opinion. Like, No, nah, nah, I like the – yeah, the current – yeah, I'm good. Like with that. that's the one thing that AI era was fun to watch, but like I hated our jerseys. Like even the white, uh, the blue alternate were like okay at best, but like the whites were whatever. The blacks, I do, I agree with you. People were pushing black jerseys too much. Yeah, and every sport, in every, in every sport. sport. But I, I thought the uh, thought the Bulls looked pretty good. Maybe that's me. I don't know. That's me. But I it's definitely. I'm yeah. trying to think. I uh, I really do. I feel like I feel like we got gypped a little bit because we were doing the podcast and you told me that you got ESPN Plus. Yeah, and you're like it's only five ninety nine. I'm like I'm gonna do it, and this is pre corn. This is like February. Yeah, and I'm like I get it. All right, and I'm like, Cause you know why? I've seen clips, but Peyton Manning show on there. They got other things. They got the thirty for thirties all unlocked, and I don't. Even though I've seen them all a million times, I don't have to wait. Then you said they got basketball luck. I was looking for that, and I'm like, where's the? I'm looking for the DVD. I'm like, oh, it's on there. That sold me. Then this pandemic happens, and literally everything that we talked about. Is played for free, and I'm like, yeah, you yeah. gotta be kidding me. Yeah, I mean, it's th- it's still no nothing better than just like, you know, at the touch of your fingertips, True. like whenever you want to watch it. But no, I get it because I was watching. They had all the Peyton Manning shows on the other, day, like I don't know, it was like two weekends, and they replayed the hell out of those. They play them like every yeah. week now. Yeah, so it's like I'm trying to be cautious of like not killing the stuff I really like. 
because once this all gets back to whenever we get back to our normal lives, um, you know, I don't want to be like, ah, I've watched this like seven times, mm-hmm. this, like in the past three months. Like, so I'm trying to be like conscious of that. No, like, that's that's uh, why I asked you because like 30 for 30s were always my go to, but I stayed away from them because I'm like, yeah, me too. I, I will play them every day, and then, like you said, I'll get tired of them. Like, and I don't want that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So let me let me ask you one more question uh-huh. on my part, because this was um a quick shout out to 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 my my man Matt, my, my girlfriend's brother. We and him talked about this. This will be an episode, a future episode. But the best the best team the Bulls face in the finals. You ask it. Is it this ninety? Is it this ninety three? Something. Yeah, team? that's the best finals team I think they faced. Yeah. Portland in '92 is a close second. Yeah, I agree with that. Everybody goes to these Utah teams. I'm, I'm, I don't. They might be four and like, like five and six in my book. But yeah, um, like I mean, they're they were good teams, but I don't. Even that Lakers team, I thought was a little better than those. Yeah, I think Utah might get '96 Sonics. Utah might be better than them. That's the only team I think I could say. Yeah, that's because the Sonics were like like Nate McMillan was hurt. They weren't the Sonics of like 93, 94. No, no, they were not. No. Because that's those Sonics teams were really right. Good. And I think that's where the Jazz can kind of compete. And that's the only team like I think yeah, I think you're right. 91 Lakers are better than the, the Jazz. 91 Lakers had magic. Like they're better yeah. than the, the Jazz. The Jazz either are five and six. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, the only team I can even think they might compete with are the 96 Sonics. And that's really yeah, and that, it. Yeah, that probably is it. Because even that – because I was thinking, like, even that Lakers team, like, James Worthy was, like, in his ninth, eighth and ninth year. Like, so I, I thought he was, like, super old. No, he was young. You know I mean? He was like, young. Yeah. And I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Like, yeah, I was like, wow. Like, he wasn't – some old has been like you know what I mean. Like he was still in his magic prime, was, he was like thirty one. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they were still going. You know what I mean. And and it, they just seem old because they've been in, like at the top for so long. Right. And it was just like then you had like Byron Scott and you know you had a lot of those guys too still there. And it was they were a decent team, man. Like they were they were a good team. But yeah, I think this this Phoenix Suns team. Like was was the best team the Bulls. Now faced. I'll say this: that's the best team the Bulls face in the finals. I think the best team in the playoffs we'll see in the last dance. That's the '98 Pacers. I think that's the the best team. They gave them the biggest scare. Like I think that's the the best team. The biggest challenge that those my any Michael's Bulls had to me was '98 Indiana Pacers. The shaved heads. Yeah, the shaved heads. Yeah, they they were they were a good team. Which I didn't I like, didn't appreciate them then. I didn't like them then, but I do appreciate them now a little bit more. Those that pacer run. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they were tough too. Like they were like low key, like a tough team. You know, uh, they were a good defensive team. You know, Larry, you know, Larry Brown's a good defensive coach, and um. You know they had size. You know what I mean. They had, they had good ball handlers. Well, and then you see with '98 at the All Star game, Larry Bird's the coach. They were ahead of the the Bulls. Yeah. I'm sorry, Larry Bird. Yeah. Larry well, Larry Bird Brown did coach them like in the midnight. Larry Brown was there, mm-hmm. but Bird in '98 was the coach of the. So they were better record than the oh. Bulls at '98. Yeah, at he that was point. coaching the All Star yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's where Jalen Rose kind of emerged. And then yeah. they had Chris Mullen on the team, like yeah. you know, um, it, it, Rick Smith. Rick Smith does not get, which I forgot yeah, he was he an was All Star. I didn't know he was an All. I knew he was good, but he was a, seeing him in the, the Last Dance. I'm like, oh, he was an All Star that year. Yeah, and, I, and I, I forgot Sean Kemp played for the Cavs. Like I told you, right, about that. right. And well, I remembered. I was like, but I didn't think he. Yeah. I thought he was a bum at that. I didn't think he did anything at that point. I thought like. Well, I think Sean Kemp, like, leaving Seattle, I just think all bad after that. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's garbage. Like, everything he did after yeah, that. Yeah, he turned – he was, like, 300 pounds yeah. and, like, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a good end. No. But, no, that pace, 
that Patriots team was good. Like they again, they had Mark Jackson, he had Travis Bass coming in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, like change of pace, and you obviously got Reggie Miller, and you got all the Davis brothers, and Derek McKee. It was they, they were they were a tough. I remember they were just a tough defensive team, man. And, and then you had guys like Reggie Miller who would really come at Jordan. Who were that, that was another team that wasn't scary. Yeah, it's just a shame that they didn't get to the finals, like. The fact that, like, in that 94-95 that they didn't get there, like, it's really a shame. And then, like, 99, they blow it to that 8-seed Knicks. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, and they get there in 2000, and they really give Shaq and Kobe a tough time if Kobe doesn't become Superman in game four with Shaq. (laughs) That series is 2-2 in game five in Indiana. So, I mean – it, it's uh, it's it's it, that was a good team that just couldn't get over the hump. Well, they they ran into some great teams, and you know some teams have that luck. You know, like they just in that wrong era where, you know, no matter how much how well they play, they're just not as good as the best team that's in that era. You know, and the Bulls did that to a few. Of these they did teams. a lot. <laughs> they did do a lot of people. A lot of people don't have rings because because uh, of Michael and the Bulls. So it's. It's fascinating. It is. Um, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm really trying to keep that sports fix alive here, because uh, and and thinking of different stuff and different documentaries and things. Because it's. I am. I. I do agree. Like it is. There's a Jones in for it. Um, and so I'm trying to keep it alive, because I'm afraid with Thirty for Thirties, the OJ Made in America. I think that'd be a great episode. We talked about yeah. comparing, yeah, we, you mm-hmm. know, Last Dance to Made in America. Because I did that with, uh, uh, remember Sports Century? Yeah. I, I used to replay those things all the time. I watched them when they came up on YouTube. And now, like, mm-hmm. I, I'll type it in on YouTube, like, Sports Century. And I'll go through all of them. And I'm like, I've seen that a million times. I just keep scrolling. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to watch any of these. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, I did that too because ESPN Classic ran them like crazy. And every time they were on, I was watching. I was watching the 30 for 30, the King's Ransom on Gretzky because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i like on this hockey note. You are, hockey. you are, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was I was like, man, like I think the Sports Century was better. That Green Gretzky episode oh, was, was. was better. You know, but I was watching and I was like – all right, I'm going to bed. Like, you know what I mean? It was just, it wasn't as good. And I, I just didn't enjoy Let it. Let me ask you, I wonder, I bet you've seen this, but this is, I want to see this something. We could recommend something. The, since you're on the hockey fix, I'm, you had to have seen it, but did you see that documentary on the 94 Rangers? Um, Wait, which one? Because there's a couple. The, it's just, uh, I'm trying to get the exact I'm I'm looking up the the exact title. This one was on NHL Network. Yes, yes. I saw that. Road Road to Victory. Yeah. I, I think that's that. one of the best documentaries I ever seen. Like I that they, that was that's phenomenal. Now, and we're also and then we're totally off course. Like the, this last dance thing is over. Oh yeah, so this, this, this <laughs> is a new episode. This is a new episode. Yeah. yeah. So, so People got to understand, like, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners do, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that 94 Rangers season was, was an incredible year. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I can't remember the number, but they, they didn't win the Stanley Cup in like. Since 1940. Yeah. Because I remember, the, years or, I remember yeah. that chant all the, the 1940. Like, yeah. It's huge. And, and again, like, I grew up in the inner city, right? I'm, I'm my name's Jose, so I'm obviously Hispanic, and there was no hockey being played in my neighborhood, like none at all, right? And you know, so I really didn't growing up. I I didn't watch hockey. You know what I mean? Like I knew nobody. Only play, reason I knew player names was because I was play. I used to play it like like on Sega Genesis. Yeah. Or two, like you know what I'm saying? Like that's how I knew player names. But like I, Lindros Kane in the Flyers, that was a huge thing, right? And I kept hearing he was like the shack of the NHL, right? It's like, all right, let me check this dude out, right? I'm seeing him run people over, whatever. But still, like, they weren't really good. They were like six, seven seeds in the playoffs, if that. And what really got me hooked on hockey 
was this Rangers run in '94. Like, really? It, it was just yeah. It was just not that I was a Rangers. No, fan, no. Um, just, okay, my fault. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry. No, no. It's fine. You're fine. So it was just. It was just this run and a couple of playoff series they had in this run, like the you know the game seven with New Jersey Devils when Stefan Matteau scored that game winning goal, and it's like Matteau, like all this crazy stuff, and it's like you know, and then you have that finals series with Vancouver. It was just you have Vancouver, Trevor Linden, Pavel Bore, like it, like they had a decent team, but Pavel Bore was like he was like Ovechkin, you know what I'm saying back mm-hmm. then, and it was like you know. And, but this Rangers team was loaded too, you know, and Mark Messier was guaranteeing victories. And it was just, man, like, and then you had Matt, we talked about Madison Square Garden, you know, with the Knicks. It was like, man, like they were dying for this Family Cup championship. And that place was rocking every game, man. And it was just, I was hooked. Like, and playoff hockey is a different animal. Like, if, you know, if any of y'all like don't watch hockey like that, like, if you want to start watching hockey, just start it with the playoffs, and it'll it, it's a different animal. It's a, it's the best playoffs in, in all sports to my it opinion. Is. Like I know NFL, I know NFL is amazing because you're one and done, so it's a lot of pressure. But hockey playoffs is so much tradition from like the you know growing your beards, and it's just like it, it's. But that '94 Rangers run, and not even just the Rangers, but that '94 playoffs. But it was more because the Rangers were on TV all the time on ESPN and stuff, and. I was hooked, man. Like I, after watching that, I was I was hooked. I because uh, I, what I always say about me is I'm always a Flyers fan for the most part. Like I'll I'll keep up sometimes better than others the Flyers, but the NHL as a whole, I'm not. That was in the '90s, and then once that lockout after the Flyers uh, lost to Tampa Bay, what was that '03 or '04? Yeah. Um, then my liking the whole league really went to like it crashed, and then I would just keep up with what the Flyers are doing and all that. But for a run in the nineties, I liked all hockey. Obviously, it was started still the Flyers were the focus, and then Lindros, Leclerc, Renberg, you know, the Legion of Doom that was huge. Right, Rob Brendamore, I like Brendamore and everything. Yeah. But like, um, it's funny to hear you say that because. The 94, and I'm not a Ranger guy either, but it, it was the 94 conference finals had me hooked because it was just, they were, there was also a, I knew from, you know, there was a hate like that Flyers, Penguins, Rangers, yeah. Devils. I, I didn't feel with the Bruins in that time, I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they weren't really that good. Yeah. They were an older team, and they were, like, fading away at that point. So, I know, like, traditionally the Bruins were there, like, in the past, and then at, later on the Bruins get there. But at yeah. that point, the Bruins weren't anything for me. But, like, and for people like that, Pittsburgh and the Rangers and the Devils, that was, like, that, that was just, like, you hated all of them. And so, there was that hate. And it's kind of like you don't know who you hate more. But then the series was just back and forth, up and down. And the Rangers, it's kind of was like they were supposed to really – it's like looking at it now, the Devils, you see the talent. But at the time, the Devils didn't have names that popped out to you. No. Like Scott Stevens later and, you know, Brodeur later. But at the, in 94, the names, they were like workman players. Yeah. And they the Rangers had, you know, Leach and Mark Messier and – they were blowing it. And then I do remember just because I liked WFAN, the New York station, a lot. I had WIP on, but I, we would play because Mike and the Mad Dog. So mm-hmm. when Messier guarantees for game six, that was like, yeah, this this is crazy. He's guaranteed. What? And then they're down, and it's going, but then Messier gets the hat trick. And, and it's just, and then that game seven, and then. Howie Rose with that call, that Matto, Matt, like yeah. that was, that's one of the best series I've ever seen in any sports. Like that can maybe be number one. That seven game Rangers Devils is still, I get chills thinking about it because it was just, um, and I thought of you because I was talking to a buddy of mine, probably my friend now who I know is the big, he still plays like, we're, you know, we're in our thirties and he plays in like hockey leagues and, he yeah. played, you know, he was really good. My buddy, good friend of mine, Bruce, and we were talking about because me and him both loved this documentary. And I'm like, there's something Messier had. I'm like, he's not better than Gretzky or Lemieux, 
But there's something about Messier, and I couldn't explain it, and I'll give Bruce credit. He said it. He goes, he's like, I don't think there's a greater leader ever than Mark Messier. And I go, that's it. Like, he, he hit it. Mark Messier just had that, that MJ leadership. Yeah, it, it was – and it, it wasn't just in New York. You know what I mean? Right. Like, when, even, when, even when he was in Edmonton, when Gretzky left, they were still really good. And they were still going – they didn't win any more cups, but they were still – wait, did they win one more cup? I think they won one more cup. And, like, they were still good, and that was because they, he was their best player, you know. And, and they were still loaded, and, you know, but he – he was the original Captain America. You know what I mean? Like, he was, you know, he, he was a great player, man. He was an all-around, like, really good player. He was good He was good on everything, man. He, was, he can score goals. He can he had the assists. His plus-minus was always good. You know, he was great at the face-offs. He killed penalties, play on the power play. Like, he was – And he's, he was he's not better than Gretzky or Lemieux. I think those are the two best players I ever saw for me are, are Gretzky Lemieux. I wouldn't put Messier better than them. But Messier, he, like, if there's one guy who would guarantee a win like that in a game six and they're down 3-2, it's, it's, it's him. And to get a hat trick, like, you know, the guy to save, like, Gretzky went to the Kings, the Kings went to the finals, but they didn't win. Like, yeah. to go to New York, the biggest market, and uh, the Rangers, I think it's died out now, but that's a real popular franchise, like. And that's when hockey was popular. So there's pressure to to do something in New York. And he took that pressure on and they fifty-four years and he ended that. And I mean, it's funny because I'm I'm like it's been a long time. I, like ninety-four is a, like twenty-six years, but I still feel like Rangers fans just live off ninety-four. It was a great run. And you know what I mean? And and they haven't won it since. You know, they've gotten back, I think, twice. Um and obviously lost both times, but you know that that's a great place. To, we talk about the Knicks playing basketball, like that's that's a great place to play hockey too. You know what I'm saying? Like I I can remember a couple years later when the Lind, I mean when Lindros and the Flyers kind of went into New York and they swept the Rangers. I believe it was the year after they swept the Rangers, and um, you know it was just it was there were just great games to watch there because the crowd was always into it. Like there's certain spots in the country where, you know, like you, we get it here in Philly, we get it in New York, we get it in Boston. Again, I'm not – seems like I'm kind of biased due to the East Coast, but it's just like, you know, we've talked about this before. Like this is what – we're really passionate about sports in these areas, man. And and, and New York obviously is, 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 is up there, man. And, and just watching those games – and again, like and from a person who's never watched hockey, like never played hockey and just watching it. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, I didn't even know what offsides was like, I didn't know what ice right. was, you know, and it was just I'm watching. It. And before it was, you know, they had three blue lines, I, if I can remember, mm-hmm. right, or or two red lines, whatever it was. And it was just like, you know, you couldn't pass it past the second blue line. Like, it, was, it was totally different. I had to learn all this stuff, man. And. And I did it, dude. And I, I wanted to. I, I just, I was hooked, man. And I'm a big like, you know, I think you are too, Darren. But I'm, I'm big on like tradition, mm-hmm. right? Like tradition in sports, like tradition in history, tradition in family, like whatever it is, like you know, in work or whatever. But for me, hockey has to this day some of the best traditions in sports. You know what I mean? And, and it's just, and, and that's what I think really got me too. Like you know, like just how. The style of play changes. Now we talk about we talked about the NBA playoff, how it becomes like a half court game, but in in hockey, it just you have like the fourth line center like laid it all out, like everybody's blocking shots, like everybody's hitting. Today is not as much, but in this time, like everybody was hitting, like it was just it, it's just a different animal, man. And like I always explain it to people, like, every time the NHL playoffs start, I always kind of post on social media. If you're not a hockey fan, just start watching now. <laughs> You might become no, one. And I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and that's the thing. You don't have to watch anything of the season. And still, you feel it. And hockey has what we talked about, what basketball had in the 90s and lost it. Every Everything matters, you know. And, yep. and now I'll give it – I'll 
baseball playoffs can kind of get that way too, where once you get to the playoff, every pitch feels like it, you know, like a yeah, different feel yeah. there too. But hockey just has it where everything, every stoppage, it's every stop. Hockey's the one where after every like stoppage, when you're watching the NHL playoffs, like you feel tired. Like the announcers yeah. sound like they're tired. Like everybody's like, "Ooh, there's a lot of action." Like I'm getting tired on this couch. Like, like what's going on? Like, oh boy. Like you know, just like it's just that yeah. intense. Like, I got, I got, go, go, you know, stretch or something. Like it's, this, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like the NHL, yeah. and, and to your point, I think when I bring up like that '94 Rangers doc, um, that's what I say to people. Like a great sports doc like to me like you mentioned those football lives like some of those football lives are really great where you could not like football but they're still really touching right or you know some yeah. of the, that's what makes 30 for 30 great i think that you can watch some of those and you don't have to, you don't know the story you don't know the athlete you don't really like sports but they're get you hooked i i think the the road to victory the 94 that's new york ranger story it's done. I mean, granted, the the team itself had an exciting run, but that was done with so much drama and like the way the production with it, it it, it just gets you pumped and ready to go every time. It's so damn good. Like that's something I I definitely want to like recommend to those who haven't seen it. Like that's that's high. Like I think go watch that. Yeah, and like one of the greatest sporting events in the history of this country. Uh, like the miracle on ice, like is obviously is a hockey game, and I, I'm sure you've watched it. You know, the thirty for thirty of of miracles of and men, yeah, the, yeah, on the Soviet Union. That 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 kind of I and I regret not remembering this when we were doing our episode on the, our best our favorite thirty for thirties, and this was one of my favorite ones because it was pretty much like if you haven't seen it, it was it was through the eyes of like the Soviet Union, like you know the miracle on ice, but through their like what they went through and. It, it was just well done, man. And it just, again, going back to like the history of the game and stuff like that, like even not even in our country, in other countries, like it's, it's hockey is huge, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like in places like that where you see how serious it is and how much, how hard they train. And like, it, it was just, you talk about documentaries, I just kind of took no. me back to this one. It was just, it was just a, a great one to watch. I, I might even watch that tonight. You're right. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, of all the 30, when we did our episode, I had watched that only when it premiered. I watched it the night it premiered, and I never, and I liked it, but I never went back to it. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, it was after we did the episode, it like, it, I, because now on my DVR, 30 for 30, just re- anything, it just records. So it had gotten recorded one Saturday or Sunday, and I put it on. I'm like, oh, it's already on here. Let me put it on. And I rewatched it, and I was like, "Like you, like, damn, this is really good." Like, like, and yeah. it made me have because, like, you, you know, the Russians, you know, from the Miracle on Ice, they were always with the bad guys, the enemies. But you kind of you have like heart, and you're like, "Oh, they're not so because they're not yeah. so bad." Like they always seem like stiff and so cold. <laughs> but like the guy who really brought hockey to Russia was like this in this like chubby. Like yeah. Doc Brown looking guy, but he was like inventive. He loved his players. Like you see him like back in like the sixties in black and white saying, most important thing is to have love. You have to show your players love. And I'm like, I wouldn't have thought a Russian dude would be saying that, like in the yeah. USSR, like communism, but like it was really cool and like wound up like if Bobby Clark didn't play, I hated the Canadians, really. Yes. And they hated yeah. him, like you know what I mean, because he was a dirty ass player. Like, and I, he played for the Flyers, but it is what it is. He was a a dirty player, man. And we talked about the Bad Boy Pistons a lot last episode, and you know, you even brought up the those Flyers teams in the seventies, where you know they were kind of doing the same thing. They were just beating everybody up, and they were still really good. You know what I mean? They were winning championships that way, and the whole league did not like did not like the Flyers because they were apparently, you know, but. You know, it, it, it was and, – and you talk about that coach now. I can't believe I forget his name. But he was, like, ahead mm-hmm. of his time, too. Like, it's just sometimes you get those minds, man, like, like when it, in sports. And it's just like, man, like, you know, they just see things differently, man. And he, how he 
you know, you know, the game was played north and south, and he kind of went east and west, and it was just genius, man. And like they were unstoppable, and it just you you talked about documentaries, you talked about the '94 Ranger, and the first thing I thought of was this one, and I was like, man, like I haven't seen that in a while. Are you you're kind of, you're kind of having me do a revelation here because then I was gonna say people should watch. I don't know if it's still on HBO still, but it's on YouTube. The Broad Street Bullies documentary. Yeah, that's a, that was a good one too. You know, they had that one. I remember. Then there's like the 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 Bad News Bruins one that I've seen, and I'm like, are hockey documentaries like low key like the best sport documentaries? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, because again, there's so much tradition in that sport. Like, you know, what I'm saying that it's it's it can get really deep, you know, and. And once you start diving into, especially some of those teams, you're talking about the Bruins, you're talking about the Rangers team, like it, it, it can get deep, man. But you know what I mean? Like it can get really, it can no get really lie. Good. I mean, I wasn't gonna say it, but we're going. I watched the Gordy Howe documentary last week. Like I did, <laughs> like, like I, I did, like I was like Gordy. I think Gordy Howe's fascinating, but it's, if you check my YouTube history, Gordy Howe doc. Like I'm like, man, like, but I didn't think like. I love history of all sports, but like I didn't think like I really do love some hockey documentaries. The NBC Sports did this on speaking of the Russians and the Canadians, they had a good documentary on that summit series in seventy two. Yeah. And it's funny because it's flipped it's made to really look like the Canadians look it's from like their point of view. Yeah, and and they were really they came off like really cocky and, dirty and yeah you know what i mean and 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 this russian one talked about it too and like and that's a, like a that was like a big thing like this year when they had when they when they canceled like the nhl players going played for the olympics and stuff like that was like probably like every i mean obviously it's every four years so it's very anticipated but for me that was like some of the best sports I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Like when those NHL players were playing for a gold medal, it, you talk about the dream team and stuff like that. Like some of these teams used to be really good. And I, I could, I would never forget one of my biggest sporting memories of all time was when Peter Forsberg uh, scored the goal against uh, the Czech Republic. And he, it was one of the, he, he did like a crazy hockey move. And it was like, it became in Sweden, it became such a big deal. Like he, there's this, like a stamp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For it. Like it, it was just, you know, and, so let me let me ask mm-hmm. you this. We were talking about hockey again. This is I love that sport. Have you ever seen? And for me, this is one of my favorite movies. Nothing to get talked about when it comes to sports movies. You ever seen Mystery Alaska? No, I haven't. Oh, dude. <laughs> All right, you got you got to okay. watch that. Like you got to watch it. It's Russell Crowe's in it, and I'm not going to talk too much into it. I'm I'm, hope, I'm hoping. <laughs> Some of these listeners are, are laughing too, but it's 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 based off a team in, in Alaska and they're like a really good team and they get the opportunity to play against NHL like any they play against the Rangers in Alaska and it's just it's a pretty cool movie. It's just it's a pretty right. cool movie. You'll know some of the other actors in there. I'm I'm bad with actor names. I just remember their movie names and um but it's it's it was I, I first, when I saw it, it was on HBO, but this is an older movie. I mean, this is I didn't even know who Russell Crowe was, I think, at the time. So he did he did a good job on here. It, it, you'll see there's a bunch of guys on here. But um No, okay, I'll I'll look for it then. Hockey movie, low key one probably my favorite hockey wow, movie. Wow, favorite hockey movie. Yeah. Over like slap shot. Yeah, because it's not that I like some slap shot. I like yeah, slap shot. Old time hockey. I always like those guys. Yeah, no, this this is there's not a lot got of some might, you know, got some mighty ducks. Hockey. This is like a serious. I love some. Movie. I love some D two now. Don't get me. Don't get me going on some D two. Uh, we can. I, dude, hockey. If you're not into hockey, it's a, it's a great sport. And I, I was very disappointed this year. Obviously, disappointed in everything that happened. You know, over sports, but you know, this NHL season was going to be a really good finish and a good playoff. Series. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think we gave some good. Uh, well, let me let's let me yeah. ask you this real quick though. Since you just to kind of wrap it up, um, I meant to ask you, but we kind of went. What what's your favorite football life? I don't think we've ever 
I think we might have mentioned Ooh. it. I don't think we've ever picked like one. I think I have. I, uh, I I know I have a one. There's a lot that are great, but the one that I watched the most and that has impacted me, I have one. All right, I'll, let me go with yours first. I got to think. Mine about was that. the the Bill Walsh one. Yeah, that that's was my one. favorite that, that because. It didn't even get like some of the football lives. I think majority of them go deep into like he was born and blah 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 and like not like I I honestly even when I read like books I kind of do and that's maybe bad. I skim. I don't really care about your origin story. Like I want to see once yeah. you start getting into whatever you're known for. One even if like all right you're in high school middle school like. You start getting like Bill Gates, like it's like he's thirteen. He meets Paul Allen, and they start doing like a computer club thing. I'm like, all right, I'll start here. I don't really care. Like he was, he was in Washington, and he was good at math. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I want to get right to the thing that where what triggered you to how'd you get how'd you get to where you are. Like it starts it not like the dumb stuff. Like so that one for Bill Walsh, it kind of went. It didn't go to like where he was born. It went right to his coaching career. And it kind of focused on, like, the human side of him and, like, how he was stressed out. And he felt like he couldn't do it mm-hmm. and he wasn't good enough. And he was having these emotional meltdowns on the plane. And it, it showed a side of Walsh I knew about, kind of, but it really hit home. Like, he's like a tortured genius, kind of. So I that one always yeah. just stuck out. But also how he, like, Kind of like that Phil Jackson effect, like that I love. Like Bill Walsh has that in football, and how smart he was, and how he knew how to manipulate personalities and stuff. Um, that Bill Walsh one always was mine. A lot of other great ones, but that sticks out number one. Yeah, one. I, I'm just gonna. I'll just put this one right out because only reason it's I'm it's going to seem biased. It is biased. Like it's not my favorite one, but it's just. It's the one I can watch the most. I don't know. I mean, I guess that is my favorite one. But um, it was like the Reggie and Jerome Brown one. I thought only because, and again, like that that team doesn't get talked about a whole lot. You know what I mean? Like that defense doesn't get talked about how great it was. And, you know, and I, I just like those, like, it, it, I don't even know if I have a favorite one. I just like how they do, like, how they talk about, like, not like, super like superstar play like they did one on like christian okoye mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like or like guys like that and like they did one on like the houston 93 houston oilers like which was like a freaking yeah, shit was a show crazy the whole time yeah like or they did the one on like 06 like the rose bowl like i love that one because that was uh, i just love that game and it was just or warm moon like you know what i mean like they just did guys like that which like I can really appreciate because it, it was like guys that you don't hear right. about a lot, you know, and it, it, it was just, I don't know, but the one that kind of, I'm not going to call it my favorite, but the one that surprised me the most and kind of, I gave this player like a lot more respect than I had while watching them was the Aeneas Williams one. Like I, I knew he was a good player. Like I, I knew he was a really yeah. good player. Great, yeah, great team, player. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, and and like I always had this argument. I think me and you even had the argument of like the Eric Allen versus Amanda mm-hmm. Williams argument. Like, and so I always had like that bias, I guess, against him. But like I didn't know what type of person he was. Like, you know, and like how in regards to like social issues and and just what type of like what type of quote like what type of man he was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was just it, it was just really good to like see that and. And and I just I just got a lot of respect for the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like how many NFL stars like look at this guy? Like you know what I'm saying? Like he's like he's like I, like a lot of times look up to a lot of guys look up to him. But and another one was like the Lynn Swan and John Stone. That was good. That, that, was, that was, was good. I thought that was um, the Aeneas Williams one. That one you said um, sticks out because I even the football career I knew about, but it was still really cool to see that. But what I and I'm not trying to knock people, but like referencing when we would go back to the last dance, you know, recap episode, talk about Michael Jordan and Republicans and sneakers and going back to like Ray Lewis Jim Aeneas Williams is not in the headlines in the media 
like he's just on the ground level doing what he can. And, and, he, and should he should be because he was right there. He he didn't like hop. He was right. Ferguson was happening with Mike Brown. Yeah. He was right there. And it wasn't like, look at a niece. Like, I, I didn't know that was going. I didn't know he was right in there like that. And that's something obviously probably you. I was following everything with that. And I wasn't seeing him in front of the cameras like Aeneas Williams is talking. And that's where his – but, like, he got on the ground level to see – like, literally the ground level to hear both sides. Yeah. To try to best to keep peace. Uh, like you said, he's a man's man, but showed yeah. that vulnerability because it was, like, what he showed, the, the tears, like, how just – how the frustration that every both sides had, we all felt that. And he showed yeah. it, so that that's a very good one that I probably forget about a lot. Um, that's a good call. I like that one. Um, I'll say probably my other favorite is because you kind of said it with like the Houston '93. I thought you were going to, but the Cleveland '95. Mm, I love that yes. one. I love that. Yes. That's up there on my. There's a Mount Rushmore for football life. That that's like it's it's uh, it's Walsh. I, I'm, I'm gonna give you my Rushmore. I'm going to give you Walsh, Cleveland 95. I'm going to give you Dick Vermeil, And I'm going to give you the Steve mm. Sable because I love Steve Sable. And that that was – those those are some – the Steve Sables, I, I, I watched that so much too. Yeah, that's the one that – Ed Sable was. Ed Sable good. was really good. Ed Sable um, was. Yeah. All right, so I'll give you. Let me see. I'll give you my four. I gave you my I, the Reggie White and Jerome. I think for me was one of my favorite ones because, again, it was just about the team that I loved and a team, a defense and stuff like that that doesn't get talked about too much. Um, I'll go with the Aeneas, Aeneas Williams one. Um, oh man, I gotta think now. Um, see, it just it, it, it grabbed certain players there who I really enjoyed watching like even though he was like a michigan guy like the charles woodson one really, really you like that it. one i just I, I i i liked him as a player he was a little cocky yeah, I in can't that, stand, and, and i love charles woodson as a michigan fan but that might be my least i think that one and like the revis one are like my least yeah i didn't like, like my two one. least favorite yeah. football lives and and then and now and now the last one will be the Lynn Swan and and Stallworth one because like I just learned a lot about like that dynamic that I obviously had no clue that was going on. I'm, I mean I didn't see any of those people play, but you know like for those two guys to talk openly, we've been talking about the Last Dance and how they're you know Jordan and Pippen or and Rodman are like openly just being blunt, honest, and those guys were too in that documentary how they talked about they didn't even like each other and. It was just, it was it was pretty cool to watch that. No, um, I I think that's the the thing. It's weird about how you because certain things I guess like it's the emotion that triggered. Like, because there's some people who are more fascinating. Like Christian Okoye was very that's a good one you named because he's very yeah he was like a this this comet. You know where he was popular, he was destroyed, and then he just vanished. It's like it, it almost seems like the the narrative before was like that Steve. You almost could think like that Steve Atwater hit like ended his career because it's always like which it well, didn't, it did. but like that's how it's like portrayed. <laughs> like Steve Atwater embarrassed, yeah. he hit him on Monday Night Football, and then Christian Okoye never played again. Like that's how it almost like sounds like. Well, it just he punched a bully yeah. in the face, and the bully like. Fell, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it was just kind of like at that time, like Okoye was running everybody over, and Atwater was a beast uh, back uh, there. Yeah, you know what I mean, and he was he. I go lie, Steve Atwater what? is a. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer now. Like, I don't think he should be, but I think that hit. That, Steve Atwater was very good. That hit. No one knows Steve Atwater without that hit. I, I don't care what people say, unless you're a true football fan. No, I I disagree. Yeah, I I disagree. I think that hit kind of put him out with uh, the people who like didn't really know football, who watch Monday Night Football because it's on. And you know, if you're watching that game, you're like, holy shit! Like, but he was he was known for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was. I, I'm not saying he's one of the best. 
I don't, I don't think he should be in Hall of Fame. That's what I'm that. kidding but, at, like, too. Like, Steve Atwater yeah, could he, hit, he, though. He yeah. was a – yeah, he was he was, he was, was laying a lot of dudes out, man. But Hall of Fame, and now we're talking, like, Ed Reed and Doc and, like, Jack Tatum and those guys, like, is he in that? No, nah, I never look at him but, like that. But um, I think the football life – I, the ones that hit the emotions for me. So that and like kind of like was I. So that Cleveland '95 one was huge on seeing Belichick like pick a staff and pick like yeah. evaluate like talent in a different way because you know we talk about if you're like a supervisor on a job and I think of that a lot of times like who he brought into like. And the effect it's had and, like, the success that those people, like Ozzie Newsom, had under him. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of people got job. Kirk Ferentz and, you know, Scott Pioli and Jim Schwartz and all those guys. Um, so is Mangini and Tannenbaum. It's very – so that – Nick Saban. So um, that Cleveland 95 one. And then Dick Vermeil with just, like – I always loved Vermeil because of, like, A – great Philly legend, but like the fact that he showed that emotion all the time. And then uh, the parts where they bring up him showing the emotion and the players, especially from the Eagles appreciating it. And they're getting emotional talking about how he showed that. That always touched me. Like, you know, so those things like that, I guess those stick out for me. They kind of hit. And at the end when like his last game with the chiefs and like Dante Hall's just crying and he's just hugging them. And I was like, that, that, I don't know, so certain things stick out. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, I, I don't know, I think he like cries. I love, I love it. I, do, I just do, I just. <laughs> I hear you, but I just, I don't know. Like, I, and like one of the, when he was mic'd up in the Super Bowl, like he was, I, I couldn't stand him. Ah, like, you killed me. You know me. what I mean? Like it was just, yeah, so it, I, I. I hear where you're coming from. Like, I don't know. I, he is a legend here, you know, but I don't know, I think he just cries too damn much. <laughs> I'll say, so, I, I say, no, it's not even number no, no, I, I just, I mean, emotional guy, I mean, you're, you're, you know? you're, I felt not, I meant you're tough on, on, on Dickie V. Gotcha, yeah, I, gotcha, Dick, gotcha. I love, I love Dick Vermeil. I, I don't know. I guess because can you say he cry? I definitely see it's a lot, but I like that. It's just it's not it's what's not. in the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's different, different. and like, and it's not what like Dick Vermeil's a hard ass of a coach. Like he he's not a softy. Like yeah. probably if like no offense to him, if like Tony Dungy did it, it'd be like ah, oh. or you know he like Herm. Yeah. But like Dick Vermeil's a hard ass coach, but he let he just let it all out. Um, I think. The saddest scene, though, that Sean that Sean Taylor one is too hard to watch. That yeah, that's like the Benji yeah. of football lives. Like Benji for thirty for thirty is like yeah. real hard to watch. Like there's a good, it's a great thirty for thirty, but I'm like, when I see it's on, I'm like, I'll like delete it from my DVR. I go, I can't watch that, man. That's going that's going to ruin my day. Like that's going to be sad. And like Sean Taylor football life is like, I see that on NFL Network, I go. I got to change it, man, because Clinton Porter's talking about, I, you know, we were in the hospital. That's how he got shot, and, like, if he made it to, like, the next morning, he'd be okay. I fall asleep, and the sun's coming up, and then Dan Snyder came in and said he didn't make it. He fought hard. I was like, geez. Like, just dagger. Yeah, so, like, tough. some of these are just too tough. Yeah, now, I, I, honorable mention, like, I, I like the Charles Haley one because it was it – was, it's somebody who's talked about a lot of being crazy and all that, and it kind of not like crazy, like literally crazy, but just like you know, he he was he was nuts on the football. He was and, crazy and, in the locker room. And, <laughs> he yeah, was and, crazy. Like, and then it kind of, and then it kind of went into like all his like the issues and stuff. And I was, it was just some of these are really like interesting, man. Like just no, nah, really absolutely not football life. So we're giving people some recommendations if you're. uh if you're jonesing for these sports, for some sports fix, and you know you get tired of rewatching games, you can rewatch some games. Obviously, we've done some podcasts on them that are great, but you know if you need that, I, there's nothing like a good sports documentary to me. Honestly, there's just nothing like it. Like, 
you know, I'll be honest, that that's part of my regular viewing, even without the quarantine. Like everything we're naming, yeah, I I watch pretty regularly. Like for the most part, like even before, like I just do nothing like it. So I think some there's some that people got to watch, and um, especially because I think if people are getting into like the Last Dance, and like you know. There's other sports documentary, maybe not ten part series, but there's other ones that are like worth giving a try to. So it's good to talk about. Yeah. Do you do you have a subscription? I do. Hulu? Like Mystery Alaska's on there. Okay. Yeah. I so I will watch that. Check it out. And because you watch if you're on Hulu, you um In Search of Greatness is a good sports documentary. Okay, I think that's on. Um, that's that on? on. It's like has Jerry Rice in there, Gretzky, but it's like shows like how they became great. Like it's kind of like what we talk about, like okay. that that creative genius kind of thing we were saying, but it's yeah, about sports. Yeah. So it focuses on like okay. different guys talk. Like it's really fascinating. I meant to actually outside the show bring it up to you. Like I watched. Like I think when the quarantine first started, I like put it on. It was in my queue for like months, and I just never got to it. But when the quarantine hit, like I was just when the weekends wasn't doing nothing. I'm like, let me just watch it, and it's it looked corny, but it was surprisingly how like fascinating, like like it pretty much what we talk about, like what makes certain athletes great, like mentally and like that, like what separates them. Yeah. it's like a documentary all on that. So it's, yeah. that that's on Hulu. That that's really good to watch. So I'll do yeah, – all right, out. so we – we look at that. It took us an hour and a few minutes, but we finally – so Mystery Alaska, that will be <laughs> my homework for by the time we do the next show and in search of greatness. And we'll, we'll, we'll see – we'll both talk about what we liked or didn't like about it. But, hey, man, this was, uh, this was fun. Always fun. Yeah, it's good, to, fun. it's good to talk to you, man. I'll, I'll, yeah, man. Hopefully yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll see you in – in person, you know, before, yeah, in 2022 or something. I got a full-grown yeah. beard now, too. Like, I got all these grays yeah. and everything. Uh, like, you know, uh, my dad, my go, dad's man. got the full-grown, it's all white, full-grown beard. Yeah, man. Yeah. You won't recognize me next time you see me. <laughs> you you got to reintroduce see, myself. But yeah, for everyone, this is uh, in the zone with Jeremy and Jose. And hey, you got two episodes. So we'll we'll do uh, Last Dance, and then we'll do this one later on in the week. But um, yes, keep keep listening. We're going to keep producing content during this quarantine for you. Um, so Jose, man, till next time. That's right.